Pat the Podcast Editor here. Do you ever feel like you're in over your head? Well, today Dan and Lloyd are talking imposter syndrome and why it's more common than you might think. That like underlying fear of like, maybe I'm not good enough for this and uh, Mm. someone's going to find out and then I won't have my job. Now, imposter syndrome can get anyone and left unchecked, it can be a dangerous thing. So today we'll hear about the positive steps you can take to feel a little more confident in your abilities, enabling you to give 100% every day. I think look at that, look at the results achieved and make sure you acknowledge that you have done a good job to make that happen. Like if you shouldn't be in this role or shouldn't have this responsibility, you wouldn't have achieved that thing. So what can you do to get a little bit closer to shedding that imposter syndrome? Stick around to find out. Right, let's get stuck in. This is episode 65 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. What is imposter syndrome and how do you know if you have it, Dan? That's a really good question and I think we should do a podcast episode on it. Okay, let's go. So I actually I actually <laughs> looked up a definition for this. Because I think I've got my own opinion, but I wanted to actually do a bit of research. Do you want to know what the actual definition of imposter syndrome is? Along with our our listeners, I do, yeah. So, imposter syndrome, also known as imposter phenomenon, imposterism, fraud syndrome, or the imposter experience, is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their skills, talents, or accomplishments, and has a persistent internalised fear of being exposed as a fraud. It actually makes sense when you think about what it is. Yeah. I think this is... I think it, there's certainly been more about it in the kind of uh, like businessy media and entrepreneurial media and that kind of thing online. But I think this is much bigger than people think. Um, and I think most people have some kind of element of this. That like underlying fear of like, maybe I'm not good enough for this and uh, mm. someone's going to find out and then I won't have my job. I'm going to lose my job. Question for you. Do you have imposter syndrome? Or have you ever had it? I think so, yes. Yeah, I definitely think so. As in you think, think so. you've got it now? Uh, or you've p- had partially, it? Partially, yeah. Okay. I think I think it's always been a thing for yeah. me. I think since, um, since kind of speaking to people that are in very high up jobs for big businesses and brands right and speaking to people who have sold their businesses for millions and uh and speaking to them about how they were trying to work out what they're doing i have it much less because i think once you've spoken to people who in your mind you think should, should know what they're doing because they're hugely successful and they say oh yeah well, obviously everyone's just everyone's just working out the best way to do things day to day you no one knows mm. the exact answer all the time then you i can't that has made me think over the years oh okay that's normal that and i think if you want to improve anything or perform at a high level with anything then you are going to be working out what to do and you're not going to know everything and that's that's what one of the reasons i like doing this podcast because we openly talk about stuff we're not very good at challenges we've had and i think like that help and i've had i've had actually had emails and replies to the friday club when i promoted podcasts of people saying it's so good to hear that you you don't have all your processes this is an email i got last week Mm. about you know i did an email about this standard operating 
processes and things that we're doing, someone replied like, oh, I've been meaning to do this. And it's nice to hear that a business that I perceive as being really successful doesn't have that. I think that's great because we try to be really honest with this podcast. And I suppose part of this whole imposter syndrome thing is especially online, we're all, most people are putting out all the best stuff. You don't go online and go, had a great, oh, someone dropped a fork <laughs> or something. Sorry if you heard that, listeners. Um, you don't go, at the end of your day at work, post on Instagram, oh, I did a terrible just job finished today. my highly paid job. Who knows if I did it right? I don't really know what I'm doing. But like <laughs> everyone has days like that sometimes. And I think it's important that we acknowledge that to, to be a... For high performance, you have to be doing things that you haven't done before or working out new ways to do things. And that will feel like you don't know what you're doing. Mm. And that's okay. And that's not, that doesn't mean you're rubbish. We're we're literally all making it up as we go along. Mm. Like if, if you are pushing yourself to achieve things that other people in your industry aren't, then you need to be, like you said, Lloyd, you need to be trying new things that people don't know how to do yet. Is it, it's weird not thinking like the most successful people in the world don't actually know entirely what they're doing. Yeah. And also for a, to grow a business. So say, say you've done a project that is, uh, is worth 50 things. <laughs> I'd love to continue yeah. last week's theme. Um, and then you win a project worth 70 things. <laughs> then there's going to be elements of that project you've never done before. Yeah. So you are going to do things that you know you can do really well, and then mm. there's going to be an element where you go, right, I need to work out how to do this really well. I haven't done this before. And so that you can have the mindset of, oh, my God, I'm not good enough to do this. Yeah. And that's the whole imposter syndrome thing, I think, which a lot of us feel like, oh, God, I've taken this on. Like, can I really do this? Or you could think, all right, I'm going to work out how to do this yeah. this really well, and that's okay. And then next week or next month when you get contracts a for 100 things, mm. there'll be all that stuff you're really good mm. at, and then extra stuff. So going back to you having imposter syndrome, mm. how did you know you had it? Is it really simple? Is this a stupid question? Or like, no. if people are listening thinking, have no. I got imposter syndrome? I, so I think for years I didn't know. Mm. It's only been recently that I recognised in the past the feelings I had, and still currently, but much less. What were those feelings? Well, I the reason I've recognised it is um, sort of panicking or worrying about future things to do with work. Uh, almost thinking like, oh, what if they ask this stuff and I don't know? And then realising yeah. every time I then have that meeting or have that call or do that thing, that I do know what I'm doing and yeah. they were really impressed because it's I'm the actually reassurance, isn't it? I'm actually good at what I do and we're good at what we it's do. It's the thinking of like, I've been in a situation that was difficult before and I, mm. I've actually had this um, speaking on stage. Yeah. I used to, I never actually thought this till we've had this discussion. I used to panic and think, what if someone asks something about social media that I don't know and I'm supposed to be the one that knows everything about social media? Mm. Um and I remember panicking and a few times it's really cringe. And we've spoken about it on the podcast before. We did a whole episode on about speaking on stage. I remember trying to fumble answers to stuff just to sound like I would say something. Mm. So I had someone asked a question that I completely didn't have a clue about. And I'd, it's always awkward because you can always tell when someone's fumbling an answer. Yeah. Whereas now I am very comfortable and even taking on another tangent in things like pitches mm. to, to new clients. If someone asks a question I don't know, I know that it's much better to say, 
I don't actually know that. That's yeah. interesting. After this, I'm going to have a look and find that out rather than, uh, if, yeah. If you think it's no one's job to know everything, because that would be ridiculous. Mm. And, you know, even leaders, you know, the leader of this country, Boris Johnson, in the press BJ. conferences and, <laughs> thank you, um, and, you know, Prime Minister's questions. I'll hand stuff, over to uh, Chris Whitty. Yeah, who- he, he doesn't say that he knows everything. He says, yeah, that's an interesting point. <laughs> um, yeah. And then says, um, you know, oh, what I will be doing is speaking to this person. Yeah. yeah. And then we'll we'll make sure we look into it's that and do this. Trained, <laughs> how they're trained to answer those questions. Like they definitely have a pre, they have a thing where like, if you don't know an answer, go down this direction, it, acknowledge it. Yeah. Say something similar to it. Go on another well, tangent. As, as much as I criticize Boris Johnson, because he's a, an idiot. Um, in, in my opinion, yeah. Um, being the leader of a country, you can't know every detail about everything that goes on in the UK. Like mm. that's that. It's completely okay that you don't. And just like if you are leading a business, it's okay. It's okay that I don't know how to set up this lighting that's around. Do us. you know how to do that? No, I don't think so. I I, I reckon I could get <laughs> it. I reckon I could get it to seventy five percent of where it is. <laughs> um, yeah, questionable. <laughs> yeah, and that's okay. Yeah. Like no one has no to know think you're an everything. Idiot that's not part of your. So role. if you're if if in your role or if if you're working f- for a new client and you've got your own business and you're thinking, oh, what if I don't know something? It's okay to feel like that. Yeah, uh, I think it's hard if you don't know anything. <laughs> if you've completely, if you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> no, but if you've been completely winging it and you've actually been lying to get into a position. <laughs> yeah. I think that that then it's. You should be feeling yeah. rubbish and panicking because you've got yourself in that situation. But I think the reality is most people that feel like that, it's that actually you know enough. There's some things you yeah. don't know, but that's okay. Can I tell you an example? I felt like that thing that you just said, where you're not where you've been lying, but I remember when I worked at Enterprise Rent-A-Car and I was promoted twice within eight months far too quickly yeah and i was um i'd been there for eight months and i was running a branch with nine staff and 250 cars and i've been there for eight months and i and i I, that that's definitely the time i remember having the most imposter syndrome but it was actually valid because i didn't know what i was doing i've been promoted too quickly i'm an imposter (laughs) yeah get me out of here i'm an imposter and that's when i obviously had my meltdown and stuff because You know when you you're you've got the authority that you should be doing certain things, but you mm. don't have a clue what an, the f you're doing. Yeah, that was that's what I mean. So I think it's fine. Some people will feel like they shouldn't be doing the job they're doing because they shouldn't be doing the job they're doing. Yeah, but I think I think most people. If anyone's the other listening, bracket. yeah, thinking, oh, but I feel like that. That's probably not you. Yeah, like unless, like Dan said, you've been promoted crazily quickly. Mm. Or you've been hired for a job that literally have no experience, no knowledge, and there's no training provided, yeah. and you're just did did your did your imposter syndrome have a negative impact on you and your performance? You know, we're talking about you having. It. I think so, yeah. And I think since it's become a lesser extent, now I've now I it's it's weird because it's like now I've mingled with like people in high places who we right? perceive as doing really well, which is really it sounds arsy, mm. uh, not arsy. <laughs> it's a weird word. Mm. Sounds like weird, but. People that are paid a lot, people that have loads of responsibility, people that I've, I look up to, mm. people that are working, you know, for massive brands in these responsible positions, and hearing them being like, "Yeah, we have this thing. Yeah, so we're trying to do this thing on TikTok. Yeah, don't know how it works." And I think you're the guys <laughs> that I thought knew everything, <laughs> yeah. and I th- that has made 
me it's reassuring isn't it that you're not an idiot because there's other people who you perceive as more successful than you who are and i think it's not it's hard because it isn't just an excuse yeah you don't need to know anything i don't want people to just think you can wing it and just be like oh it doesn't matter that Mm. i don't do a good job that's not what we're saying it's that it's okay that there's elements you don't currently understand and you're going to work hard and do do a brilliant job to mm. to perform at a high level within that. I think a really actionable thing that listeners can do, mm. and I want to make sure I do this more, is when you do have that question that you don't know or that situation where you're like, oh, I don't really know this, um, acknowledge it, but then actually take an action step to learn how to do it. Um, so that you're not then in that situation again. I think it's a really small step, but whenever I don't know something, I always try and Google it and be like, oh, mm. what, what does that mean? And then you're like, oh, it means that thing. Here's I, how you do it. I think that means the next time you're in that same room or that same conversation, you'll feel less like an imposter. Mm. You, you will feel like an imposter when you step up to the bigger room or the, the higher paid role. or the And that's, that's going to happen at first. But if you, like you said, if you take action to mm. learn the things that you didn't feel comfortable with, you'll in that same situation next time, you'll feel better. Hopefully. A real life example of this, mm. for me, pitching and sales, when starting out, um, and I'd never pitched to a customer, mm. uh, those first, and, and still today, those first few pitches, they ask uh, questions, they have objections. Mm. You're saying you're gonna get me 60 things, prove it, or like, mm. how, do I, how do I trust you? And having those questions and, and not having an answer and feeling rubbish, then the mm. next time I was like, oh, if they ask for like examples or mm. this or that, I then prepared for that. And over time- i make sure I have what I need and I have the answers. Yeah. yeah. And it's the same with, that's like my kind of sales thing. But it's the same with your role, listeners. Mm. Whatever you're doing, always try and find the answers to those things that you felt a bit rubbish about so that then you're constantly improving and mm. working towards that. I would say as well, I'm not clever enough to have all the answers, but I've been reading a book well, called- Well, I thought you knew everything. Called The Authority Gap, nearly everything. Um, oh, Authority Gap, when did you start that? I, I'm sure you, you I've told me. mentioned this. And no. I think you just said it's rubbish and you're bored, you're bored when I talk about it. Right, go on. Although that might just be my mates. It's yeah. about the gap between men and women in uh, in society and mm. the workplace and stuff. Yeah. But yeah. one of the things, um, women are much more likely to feel like this and have imposter syndrome. So I think mm. I don't have all the answers, but we should all be aware of that and try and make sure that the because the women are doing just a good job as all us men that we make sure they know that. So are you saying men are better than women? No, Dan. <laughs> and I hope we don't we don't cut that out for a clip. <laughs> no, no that's, but it's that's... Just, just something to acknowledge that is, and it's there's lots of details of why that is in society mm. and how boys and girls are brought up differently in, in Western society. I'm sure but... I've read things, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I'd be interested, mm. does the book say about this? Men, uh, this is just thing, do men feel more confident saying their opinions and they're not necessarily always the best approach? And then if there's other women there, they sort of think, oh, a man's saying that. Is that, in, or is that in, a stereotypical gen- thing? No, no, in general, so from what I've read from the book, and it's all based on scientific studies mm. and stuff. Um, so in business meetings and stuff, men talk a lot more. Men interrupt other people a lot more. They interrupt other women even more than they interrupt other men, even when women have good stuff to say. Yeah. So it's understandable why more women would perhaps doubt that they're good enough. Because imagine you're in a, uh, you're a woman, in and a there's four other men. There's four men in the room. Mm. You you're saying really good stuff, but you get getting interrupted, or people aren't kind of 
Listening really to supporting you. you. You know, oh, I wonder why women feel more like yeah. this with imposter syndrome. It makes complete sense. Mm. Um, so yeah, something I think. What can they do then? Like not just women, but in general, if you're one of those people that uh, gets interrupted or you want to add something, but you feel like you're not, you might have imposter syndrome mm. and you're sort of like, oh, I don't think my opinions are valid. How do you overcome that? I think that's really hard. I think really the people that need to change are the people that actually aren't listening to that person <laughs> right. and, and they won't want to change. Yeah. So that's hard. <laughs> Great tip. Um, yeah, so you can't do anything. <laughs> uh, anyway, moving on. I just thought that was interesting mm. and something we should all be acknowledging and trying to, to yeah. support. So in terms of actionable stuff, I'm a listener. I feel like I've got imposter syndrome. I'm totally relating to this episode. What can you do? Like, what what did you do to overcome? Oh, you said you've still got it, but what do you do? Actionable steps, Lloyd. I want actionable look steps. At, I think I mentioned in the last episode, look at tangible stuff that you've done. Like, you've just worked with a client and you've achieved something for them. Or, mm. you know, you're in a business and you've worked on a project and you've given it to your boss and it's done this good thing. Mm. Like, 60 things did it 60 get? Things, oh, uh, yeah. 65 things. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think look at that, look at the results achieved and make sure you acknowledge that I did a good you thing. have done a good job to make that happen. Like if you shouldn't be in this role or shouldn't have this responsibility, you wouldn't have achieved that thing. Mm. If you're looking at all of your work and you feel you haven't achieved anything and actually you've been failing at everything, then perhaps you are stretching yourself a bit far. But I think yeah. it's very unlikely. Not many people are in that. Yeah. So you can acknowledge all those small good things you've done mm. to try and reinforce in your mind. Like, that, I am actually all right mm. at what my job. Mm. That's helped me because so much stuff is going on day to day within this business. And then when you look at it and go, oh, shit, like our business is turning over this much. Like that's allowed us to hire this many people. We've achieved these results for our clients. So we must then know you, a bit what think, we're doing. Like, yeah. If we didn't know what we're doing, we would be like our competitors that started the same time as us, but I still have two people and yeah. they're still working with smaller clients. Mm. Like we, So we do know what we're doing. We're doing a good I job. I think we have spoken about this on walks before. We rarely acknowledge kind of things we've done and where we've got to. We just, we've got to get better. We've got to improve. We've got to hire more people. We've got to get bigger clients. Whereas we, we don't look back much and think, oh, we've actually, that's, I think that that's a good point. Like everyone, listeners should mm -hmm. be thinking, looking back at what they've done and thinking, I do think that with if you have imposter syndrome or you feel these things to any extent, it's, it may be that you are someone who constantly wants to improve. So because you have that mindset, you're never quite where you want to be. You always want to know more. Mm. Whereas actually someone sat next to you that isn't bothered about learning or getting better at what they do, they probably won't have imposter syndrome because they'll just be like, yeah, I've been doing the same thing for 20 years. Mm. I'm doing all right. Um don't, yeah. not really bothered about doing any better. I think I know what I'm doing. Mm. So, yeah. What other... Any oh, other... I, ju I just ended that point with so, yeah. And uh, Pat, the Pat podcast you to stop editor doing that, said, Lloyd. don't end points by saying so, yeah. Uh, I should actually uh, finish my point. So, in summary, Pat, the podcast editor, <laughs> has given me really good advice about how I should end sentences and points uh, so it sounds better and is better for clips and for a podcast. Well done, Lloyd. And I haven't done that, so sorry, Pat. So, yeah. Um, what else? What other so, yeah. practical things can people do um, if they are feeling like they've got imposter syndrome? So looking at the small things you've achieved, reinforcing to yourself, oh, yeah, I've done small things that are good and those mean that I'm good at my job. Is there any other practical steps or advice that you've got for me, Lloyd? Listen to more people like us. Listen to try and find honest voices 
around your industry and similar people rather than people just putting out the, smoke and the mirrors. best stuff and not telling you the honest stuff. I think it's I guess that this whole you feel thing better of, if you know yeah. other people in your industry like us. It's like I I feel like a, an imposter as a bikini model because all all the ones I follow on Instagram <laughs> look so great, but actually you in a bikini. Actually, they're posing and they're photoshopped. So I should feel like a bikini model because I'm a I've got a real body and I look <laughs> real. You keep telling yourself that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Was that useful? Yeah. <laughs> I've actually um. I've done a bit more research for this episode. Oh, so I was just like joking about an answer, but yeah, you've got I've loads of good stuff to say. Got Sorry, some good stuff Sorry. to say. So oh, okay. shut, I shut apologize. up. I apologize. Um, yeah, so so I, I actually did a bit of research into how do you overcome imposter syndrome, and I found an article by Very Well Mind that had some points that I think are really good. It's funny, mate. So, um, firstly, one of the things they say is share your feelings. If you feel like an imposter, like, the, like we, we have, like we have, we're saying this, mm. we're actually thinking this is advice for everyone else. Really, this is just therapy for us. Yeah. Like we're making this up as we go along. I'm an imposter. Yeah. I'm going to lose my job. Yeah. But share your feelings. So if you're listening to this and you haven't told anyone that you know that you don't have a clue what you're doing in your job, go and tell them. Have that conversation. Mm. Message They're, us. And they tell might us be you. thinking the same thing. Yeah. Because then that likely. makes you feel better. Like I mm. feel better about not having a clue what I'm doing because I've said it to you. Mm. Um. Uh, other things take baby steps take baby steps don't focus on doing things perfectly but rather do things reasonably well and reward yourself for taking action this point actually comes back to your baby your thing you said yeah just the improvements little improvements to make Mm. sure you're feeling a bit more confident next time Another point, which actually comes back to an episode we did previously, you never remember previous episodes, Mm. but do you remember the episode called Is Comparison the Thief of Joy? Do you I remember, remember that name because I thought sounds a bit wanky when you came up with the title. Did you not like it? <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's a saying. Uh, cool. Yeah. yeah cool. Um, right. But we did an episode on comparison. You should listen to it if you haven't already. Um, and this article says stop comparing. But mm. we've obviously spoken about this in detail. We think, I think that could be a good thing. Mm-hmm. You think it could be a bad thing. But like I was saying with the bikini models, like if you're constantly looking at the smoke and mirrors photoshopped. So if you're looking at the business people that are perfect and got mm. and they're billionaires, that's not a realistic comparison. Yeah. There's yeah. loads of failed businesses that yeah. are doing much worse than yeah. you. Like compare yourself to the whole picture. Mm. Comparison is a thief of joy. Yeah. And the final thing I'm going to take from this article, which I think is really important and again comes back to what you're good at, question your thoughts. When you're feeling like this, don't just accept it and be like, I feel like I'm an imposter. Cool. Think like, why am I, why, why am I thinking that? Why am I feeling that? And then you can start to think more deeply about the reason behind that. And you might think, oh, actually, I'm only thinking that because I saw Sharon's post where she's just hired 20 people and, yeah. you know, done really well. So that's my final point for the podcast. And I'm summarizing my points because Pat's going to tell me off otherwise. So that is my point. Pat, is that all right? Pat the podcast editor here. Yeah, that's better. But you haven't really done it, but you've just spoken about how you haven't been doing it. Do you know, I've actually, Pat the podcast editor, um, when I speak to people now, they all mention Pat the podcast editor. Yeah, me too. Because I think it adds a lot of production value to the, I I really Mm. like the intro that someone else, because he he comes up with the intro Mm. himself and then it's like a nice to hear someone else's take on the podcast. Thank you, Pat. The podcast editor. Uh, Oh, sorry. I didn't say his full name. Thank you, Pat the podcast editor. (laughs) <laughs> that was pat the podcast editor there <laughs> I don't know if you heard him um good episode good chat um if you feel like an imposter you're probably not 
don't let it hold you back because you're bloody brilliant and should feel more confident. But it's okay if you feel like that. Uh, to summarise my point, <laughs> that is great. So yeah, oh, and, I did it again. And also one one final thing, a really good way to overcome imposter syndrome is to leave a review on the Business Hangers podcast. I've heard it helps. Yeah, yeah. on Apple Podcasts. That's something that we've heard thousands of people saying to us. Yes. So you should do that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay, are we, are we ending it there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think we should cool. end it there. See you next week, guys. Bye.